Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. But I end up getting drafted by Milwaukee, the 33rd pick in the That's draft. That's dope. That's which dope. is arguably the best draft ever, which is crazy. Yeah, which is a Because I've been there with Kobe, AI, Kobe, and all AI, Steph. Hey, that one shake. As soon as you start shaking that finger, coming up the court, skipping, letting the ball roll, you just, hey, bro, you was just, you was just something else. You was something else, bro. Coming off that bench, you know what I mean? And 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 you know, I I, I think now that people know like the backstory, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the journeyman thing is is is. is is an incredible like you you define you're defining what the godliness is of never giving up and loving that hoop and how that hoop gets to you but when you get on that yeah. it's like you just need to get on the court that's it that's it, <laughs> it bb that's it just, man, just look let, listen b and it's crazy because you know you you i went through that nai thing yeah Played six games, sixteen games. Went from last place to first place. Almost won it all. Got drafted thirty third. Well, after it was over, I was waiting for that initial thing. You know, I was gonna get invited somewhere or something like yeah. that, and it wasn't even like that. It was just wow. like I played my games. I averaged about twenty four points. I thought that was enough. You know, people said they wanted to see me play, who do whatever. I did that, and I finally got a call like, like right before the. Portsmouth thing. You remember the old Portsmouth yeah, was yeah. the first one. It was three of them. It was yeah. it was Portsmouth, the Desert Classic, yep. and then Chicago. Yep. And uh I got invited to that Portsmouth thing at the last minute, man. And I went down there and I killed it. I killed cooking. it. I talked to the Rockets, <laughs> Milwaukee, and some other team. They were yeah. only two teams. I really only wanted to talk to the Rockets. Man. I yeah. always wanted to be a Rocket, which is crazy for my whole story. Yeah. I got an old picture of me in middle school, man, with some Big ass Etonics on about two <laughs> size too big. I thought I was gonna be a King Elijah one, man. I swear I did. I, I thought I was nice because I was playing power four with all my life. So and that that probably made me suck in the beginning of high school because I was yeah. playing four middle school. <laughs> but anyway, man, just that, you know, that opportunity right there, uh, to go to Portsmouth, like you said, I was like, I don't care. It was like, well, we need you. I was like, I can leave right now. And I'm in DC. I will drive there. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, nah, calm down. We're going to fly you here and this, that, and the other. And, you know. Oh, you like, oh, it's cool. Here. Oh, you going to fly me? Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Like, oh, okay. You going to fly okay. me? Okay. <laughs> I got my mind right that when I went down there, I was going to destroy these boys. And yeah. On it went. I-, I killed it. Like I said, I talked to Milwaukee. I talked to the Rockets. Milwaukee told me then, straight up, that. They're trying to, they're going to they gonna make a play for this Marbury Stefan thing, man. And I'll be able to be, I'll be picked 33rd. Like they told me that, you know, this, yeah. is, this is no lie. And um, it happened, which is kind of, you know, far-fetched or yeah. whatever. Like I'm yeah. like, whatever. Because it's so far in front to see that happen. But I know they, you know, these GMs, they do a great job at they at their job at getting, you know, getting guys and, and, and placing themselves in a position to make draft picks and stuff like that. But I end up getting drafted by Milwaukee, the 33rd pick in the draft. That's which dope. is arguably the best draft ever, which is crazy. Yeah, which is a Because I'm in there with Kobe, AI, Kobe, and all these AI, guys. So Steph. Like, 
Lord, I'm actually Steve Nash. I looked at Nash, that draft Camby, on video. I Lord still didn't mercy, realize Kerry how Kittles. many people was in that draft, man. Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Sharif, I, I had the opportunity to play with this dude in Vancouver. Yeah. Like, Incredible. I think people, for, like, and see, that's another thing, too, BD. I got drafted. Go to Milwaukee for with Ray Allen. Me and Ray Allen, get, go there for a couple of, uh, to, I think I got to, like, December, January, right there before they made that trade and got Elliot Perry. Yeah, I was out the door again. Yeah, out the door again. Back home, we look. We, we, we you know, your contract ain't guaranteed because I second round pick. Yeah, sent me home. Wow, I got two weeks at home. Once again, I was sitting on the couch about to lay it down. Got the call from Vancouver. Uh-huh. Boom, go to Vancouver. Greg Anthony is the point guard at Vancouver. Stress fracture, so he's out. Uh. I get up there, play well. I, the night of the game, BD, for me to get guaranteed for the rest of the year with Vancouver. Greg Anthony's decided he's going to play that night. Oh, uh, plane ticket. That plane is ticket. fucking ah. Uh, plane, no plane way. Ticket. If I could play in that game, if I could go out there and they throw the ball up, it, 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 yeah. If you could just start, suit up, I'm in. You in? The clock just. I just needed to hear. Eh, did Greg was, Anthony? Was um, did Greg Anthony know that? I don't know if he knew it or not, but I'm I know sure he did. In the process of us working out, I was in there wearing that ass out. <laughs> <laughs> I was in there wearing that ass out because it was cool to play another lefty like that. Yeah, that some work. And and we and, and he played defense. Man, you know what I mean? He strapped up. Like, yeah. Right? And that's why I was like, man, if I could get this off on him, yeah. I'm going to get everybody. Everybody. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you man. know, in the 96, my 96 year when I came out, I played against Jason Kidd in the Capitol Classic. Okay. Tell me that. Tell me about that. Was that. The, that was the start of the, the BS. Yeah. I'm out there frying him. Like, still to this day, people always I remember the Capitol class when he made Jason Kidd test the scores table twice? Yeah. I was like, yeah, twice. <laughs> See, I, caught, I crossed him with a warm-up, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, he really going to go for it. Yeah, yeah, I gave yeah. it back to him again. Yeah, yeah. He went over there and touched that score table. <laughs> he went over there to that score table. Yeah, hey, got, got hey. proof for that one. Got proof for that one. <laughs> got proof for that one. Real shit. But, I was, I, yeah. Hey, hey, you, hey, you were so Cold, you're so cold and getting people off you, dude. Like, like when you practice, like what, what when you worked out, like what, what was your? Because I seen you work out. What was your mm-hmm. energy? What was your? You know what I mean? Like you had to have a sick ass imagination. What was you thinking at? Thinking about man, I, I still got it to this day, man. And I, I, I swear, I encourage my kids that I train and work with to adapt the same thing because it helped me BD. I, I would, you know, I could go in that gym and visualize where everybody was. Like mm-hmm. when I cross him here and I get through, okay, that guy going to come from the bottom. So if I can't get there quick enough, I need to take this hard pound dribble to back up and give him the hands and see if he come yeah, or not. Oh Lord. Like <laughs> I was, I was presetting everything. It was yeah. already thought of before. Before I got there, BD. The little walk downs, that's all it was about. The walk right. downs was just me scripting it up. Yeah. But my imagination yeah. has always been there. And it's what, you know, kept me fresh. Like I would just either come early or stay late. I right. just needed everybody to leave so I so could work can, on yeah, that so stuff you can, and 
Yeah, so I could master those little moments in games and stuff like that because it took me three years to finally get to Houston and stick, but it finally resonated with me like, okay, you can't be the same person everywhere you go. Like, you may have to adapt a new role and this, that, and the other. So that's when I began to stick in the NBA, man. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a backup. I'm going to be the best backup I can be. Right. and But, bef- but before yeah. that, you were in the CBA. Oh, yeah. All of so those the, open yeah. slots in the league, yeah. all those open yeah. slots, getting drafted, sent me home, went to the CBA. Shout right. out to Keith Smart, gave me a shot Keith down Keith Smart. In, uh, oh, I love, Fort, hey. Fort hey, Wayne, man. Indiana. Hey, Fort Keith Wayne, Smart Indiana. is my heart, dog. He got a big spot in my heart. He was my assistant coach in Golden State. Oh, I know. I yeah. know it. Oh, I know it. He lets I you go. I talk to him all the time while he was there. <laughs> I talk to him while he was there. Like that guy, man, he's, 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 um, He's part of what I consider the community for me, like part of yeah. the raising of me, because I don't really just have that person, BD. I was an yeah. only child, grew up in a house full of women. Yeah. So the search for a male figure was really the guys around the game. Yeah. You know, the guys on the corner and stuff like that, like those, you know, yeah. these kingpins, these guys out here in the street, like they they bless me in a way that, you know, still stick to this day. Like yeah. it's just these guys. Keith Smart was one of those guys because when I got to the CBA, <laughs> I came in there thinking I was gonna come run some stuff, man. He yeah. benched me. Oh wow. He he benched me out the door. And I was uh-huh. like, man, I'm better than Damon Bailey. Yeah. He's like, not now. I was like, what you mean? He's like, not now. I was like, I'm killing him in practice every day, BD. I'm killing yeah. him. He yeah. has no clue what this crossover thing is about. Yeah. I'm destroying him. And but Keith just you ain't ready. You ain't ready. And all the time he was just trying to settle my mind, like get rid of all that anger and hostility from all the past stuff yeah, that I went yeah. through to get there and stuff like that. Yep. What I just went through in Milwaukee and all yep. that, like trying to put all that stuff in the box yeah. and allow me to channel that thing with some positive juice, man. No, I think he he was he was he was great. And I wanna I wanna just kinda stay on him because, you know, like he kinda helped mold me, right? He kinda helped me channel, right? Channel the aggression into thinking Mm -hmm. you know what i mean don't be the most aggressive motherfucker out there be the most aggressive (laughs) thinker you know what i mean be be the dude who like you can be the smartest dude out there shout out to him and steve silas when i was with the warriors but it was like dog take because you know i used to get texts all that shit and he used to make me do this he'd be like Clench your yeah. fist, squeeze for like ten <laughs> seconds, dog, and then breathe. He be like, "BD, breathe," and I, <laughs> bro, I be on the court going, <sighs> and they be like, "Yo, what's wrong with Yo. you?" I be like, "Man, leave me alone right now, dog." <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it's crazy he you say that, man, because BD, I was angry as hell all the time. Like, I, <laughs> I think he realized what I was doing with the anger. Yeah. Like, cause I will unleash that shit in practice on these dudes. And I'm talking about I, I would go, I would go ham, man. Dan Hancock was on my team. Oh wow. Uh, Big Ham, Mick, yeah. Mick Hamilton member played yeah. in the league. Yeah. Mikey Moore. Oh wow. Like, we had a oh, yeah. NBA, had some, NBA yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, I had, had some three, nuts had too. Had <laughs> four seven, had four seven footers. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was I had an NBA team, man. Everybody on that team got a shot after that, man. Yeah. When I got there, everybody on that team got a shot. Yeah. Because once that once Keith calmed me down and I figured it out, 
It like, was oh, over. Hell nah. yeah. It's hell to pay. It's hell to pay. That's crazy to hear you like that. Too. Man, and, and, and then he used to tell me to do that. Like if we had a game-winning shot or a big shot, he would tell me to clinch, mm-hmm. clinch my fist and all that shit and breathe. And I bullshit you not, man. It just puts you in rhythm. You know it what I mean? It settles you, man. It, it settles settle you down. And that cross hit. You know what I mean? I don't know how many yeah. kind of like clutch shots I done hit just being settled down. From that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's I like, man, because it, it, that was one of my questions. Like, who is the dude who kind of, like, helped you and molds you? And so shout out shout out to Keith Smart. Yeah. My, my my other question, so now you in Milwaukee, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. not Milwaukee. Now you're in Houston, right? Yeah. And you stick, right? And now it's you, Steve Francis, Catino Mobley. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Akeem before that. Right. Mm-hmm. Talk about getting to Houston, and what was your mentality then? Because, yo, you know what time it is. You know this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. That's kind of like how, that's how I was introduced to Moochie Norris. You know what I mean? And that dude was fucking having the best time in his life right i used to look uh-huh. at you bro because i was so angry and being like god damn <laughs> this motherfucker is having too much fun out here he having too much fun dog somebody hit him stop let stop letting this little motherfucker do- oh man oh you just shit me in and you know what i mean like what 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 was what was the transition uh, th- that was already there. Like that was there. Like you said, people just hadn't seen it. Yeah, people just hadn't seen it unless they, you know, follow my career or right. been wherever I've been. I've always had a flair for the dramatic, man. I've always been. Oh, I'm Ric Flair, baby. Yeah. I'm Ric Flair. I got <laughs> something for you. Like I, I could walk that walk, man. I remember because I remember playing it when I played at Auburn. We played West. Uh, we played. Um, we played Florida, man, with Dan Cross and yeah. the Meat Hook. Yeah, and, and Greg Williams, and it was a TV game, and I never forget it, man. Because I was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna let my hair down one time and just kind of, you know." And I came down, hit him with the little hezzy cross, got there and got the air one, and I was doing a little shake going down the sideline, and it was, you know, I had a moment. <laughs> but I've always been fun with the game, yeah, man. Like you yeah. said, the hair, the wristbands, yeah. the high yeah. socks, the just. Half braids, half out. Oh man, you hey, braids, finish yeah. the game with the afro. Hey, bro, y'all was in, the, y'all was over there tripping in Houston. Y'all was, y'all was like hooping free. You know what I mean? Expressing yourself. You know what I mean? Talk about like just that moment, because like. You know, we was in the league, and the league was hella like, you got to wear a walker, you got to wear a suit, you can't, you know what I mean? Like, you can't do this, you yeah. can't do that. I'm like, yeah. well, shit, but what you, can we you, do? You know what, you know what, you know what's crazy? And that's why I say, like, that 96 draft, that's when all of that stuff started happening. Yep. Because AI came in like, I'm not changing. Yep. You had John Wallace, you know, I'm not changed. Like everybody yeah. kind of adopted that, adapted that attitude. And I was just like that anyway. It was just yeah. who I was. I was free and, for, you know, a free going guy. Like it's just who I am. Like yeah. unless it's a violation, then cool. But I like to tell you, man, like Rudy, Rudy Tom Jonovich, Rudy T. He created that. Like he created that. Yeah. He allowed me to be 
who I really am. Like uh. when I got there, because you know I went to Seattle. Yep. At the Vancouver. Yeah. I set out the year. Crazy thing is, BD, I was so frustrated with the league at the Vancouver. I went to the CBA and played. Then I got to go to Miami uh-huh. with my favorite dude. Yeah. Tim Hardaway. Oh my God! Tell me about that. Oh, hey, hey. I watched him work with that thing, and I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. hey, hey, I mean, hey. I still watch videos and stuff up to this day because I was like, that dude had me hurting people. Yeah. So when I started going through the legs with that, thing, oh yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, his his oh, one like two. Just another piece of like something. Yeah. And he he didn't even have a hezzy. He no. just was snatching you from the brain. So <laughs> yeah. Like, like if I can incorporate that with what I'm doing already, man. I was like, man. On my rookie card, BD, it says, uh, they, they talk about me, and then it says crossover similar to, like, just as deadly as Tim Hardaway. Wow. Like, that's my claim to fame. That made me, like, wow. like this is my thing right here. Like, they recognize that. Like, that's on my rookie yeah, card. Yeah, like, that's fire. To Tim Hardaway. That's I'm like, fire. That's what I'm talking about. That's Tim who I Hardaway, am. Tim right Hardaway, the like, point guy. Yeah, but Rudy, 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 Rudy Tom created that, um, that, that. The Moochie. Relax, that, that, relax. Yeah. Because yeah, he came to see me in the CBA. They went to see Sherelle Ford uh-huh. when he was going to Seattle. And so I played for Yakim in the CBA. Yeah. And I remember them on the baseline. And that's when Keith was like, remember that moment I was talking about? You need to have one like right now. And I was like, but it's a close game. I said, damn the game. You need to have a moment right now. The yeah. game will take care of itself. I was like, what? He's like, just think about the moment. And I'm talking about BD. Uh-huh. Where, where I go? You losing? I'm there. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. Here. Uh, I had one of the moments, man. I just I just went crazy Blacked in the second out. half, man. Finished with about 30. Talked to Rudy. And he told me, I think we're going to bring you in. I was like, all right. But I ain't really feel good about it. Because all the call-ups I had before. Yeah, that yeah, down, for sure. I was like, yeah, y'all call me up. Yeah, I'm going to come. And then who was the in road. Houston when they called you? Listen, uh, Steve. Okay. Steve was, he had to, listen, Steve had got, like, two weeks later, Steve had got the sports hernia. Yeah. Two weeks later after that, Steve got that sports hernia. And I'm telling you, they called, they reached out. And BD, we was in the airport. Keith Smart was like, hey, Houston just called. They're trying to fly you out right now. And I was like, nah, I'm going to Idaho with y'all. What? I was like, I'm not getting let down again. Wow. I was like, no, nah, I couldn't handle it again because the year that year before is when I went to Seattle. And um, I was like, look, if I don't make it this time, I'm just going to play in the CBA or find me a team overseas and go play. Yeah, yeah. Because I went hope. to Seattle with GP. Yeah. And the glove schooled me, man. He, yeah. he schooled me on the NBA part, how I need to play. Like, stop trying to do all this. Just do what the coach tell you to do and be the best at all that right there. Yeah. Say, you good enough. But it might, he, he the one told me you that. Act, you acting just I like him while you're doing that. that. You acting just he, like he, him. He, that's he, how he act. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, that's exactly. Hey, you sound just. Hey, hey, hey. Don't be doing all that. No, <laughs> hey, hey, don't he, hey, don't be doing all that. Listen to the coach. Hey, dog, you sound just fucking like him, dog. It's who I learned from, man. I love that dude. Like that dude, that dude right there. He the best. I'm, I'm, I'm hey. He say he say he make the call. I'm coming. Like whatever. I don't even want. <laughs> don't even tell me what it's about. Just tell me where I gotta be. Yeah, yeah. That dude, man. That that dude humbled me and put me in a space that I felt like he's like when you get an opportunity, just 
make the best of it. So I don't even, if it's one minute, it's one minute. Like whatever it is, he said, said let's think about it right now. You're going to get a chance to play. You my backup. I was like, I, I and I never really yeah. looked at it because it's me, him, uh, I'm, it's me and uh, jo- uh, 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 what's Shamar Williams? Name, man. Was it Shamar Williams? Burry, nah, uh, Burry was there. Played Be- with, uh, um, Brent Barry. Um, nah, not Brent. It's Drew Brent Barry. John. John Barry. Drew. I mean, no, my bad. Drew, Drew Barry. Barry. Drew Barry. Drew Barry right? Tech. Yeah. Drew Barry was there with me at the time, so I had already figured. Or John Barry. His dad, his you know, his name and yeah. all that was going to roll through and everything or whatever. But I outworked him in camp because Rashad Lewis was a rookie. Yeah. I outworked him. And they, they threw me out there. I remember one game we was playing. Portland was my coming out game. Uh-huh. Fourth quarter. I think we down by about 16, 17. GP got like 30. He, he, he struggling. He tired. He pushing. He's like making me a quick blow. And I, they just threw me in there. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? He's like. If you want to go in, I can take my ass back out there. Like, yeah, you know how GP yeah, is. He's yeah, straight. Hey, yeah, take your yeah. little ass out there. Do what you be doing yeah. in practice. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> I was like, cool. Like him, hey, I go out there, and the jitters are just gone. Just like in the first half, BD, I'm fumbling. So it touched my hands. My first real game. Absolutely. It Absolutely. Feel like I had Vaseline on the ball. It yeah. was just, I mean, I couldn't get right. But that fourth quarter in those last couple of minutes, man, I end up hitting like four threes back to back, BD. I just had a moment. Yeah. And I'm talking about I gave I gave I gave thought about one Anthony's. I gave J.R. Ryder a little hezzy at the top. Hit four of them things in a row. And that was my first, you know, real moment, moment. in the NBA. Yeah. First yeah. real moment in the NBA. That's what's up. And guess what happened after that? Got cut. Got cut. I'm playing, I'm the backup, playing a couple of games. I'm playing well. I just gave John Stockton about 14, 15. Yeah. Go to Chicago, play well. And then I remember they was getting ready for the playoffs. So they had let Drew Burry go. Yeah. We was playing in Chicago. He came back. And I was like, like I'm playing well. Like, what's yeah, going yeah. on? I know we started going through practice and I like the reps was changing. And I was like, what the hell? They brought in John Crotty. Oh my gosh! They brought in Snotty a bad Crotty. John Crotty for the playoffs. Snotty Crotty. John Crotty. Hey, hey, John Crotty. Guaranteed me for the rest of the year and sent me home. That's crazy. He bust my ass one game. Snotty oh, he was Crotty. nice back in his day. He was nice. Because <laughs> it was yeah. awkward. Hey, hey, hey! He was <laughs> nice. Ain't. I ain't, you know, I ain't no race dude. Been like, but it was awkward because it was a, a white boy with a nice left. Yeah. Yeah. He was nice with it. I yeah, was like, he was nice. like this, this rare. Like this rare. Because you, you can't he, give me yeah. another lefty white no. guy that was hooping like that. John Crotty was I don't was know nice. one. John Crotty was that's nice. what I. That's all I came up and with. And he played and the hard. Crazy thing is, it was, the crazy thing is I liked him because I like all left hand players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like all left hand players. was nice. I just didn't. I just. I just didn't like him when they cut me and he walked in the locker room. Yeah, I was hell no. Nah. I mean, shit, fuck no. Hey, uh, I walked in my locker, man, no uniform again. Damn. But you bounce back. Yeah. The perseverance. You get to Houston. Steve yeah. get hurt. You stick. Mm-hmm. They love you. In Cali. In Cali. That's when, that's when it happened? Man, I come from... I come from uh, um, we was in Idaho. Keith was like, the team say they're not playing unless you take the trip 
and go to the Rockets because it's like if you don't go, then nobody on this team probably gonna get a shot. They gonna think we all in the same boat or we trying to rebel or something or whatever. Right. Like because there was like the second or third time. Like, get your ass up out of here. I, I just told them I wasn't ready. Yeah. yeah. So that I remember Keith said, "Man, you just gotta go. Say if it don't go well, look, you got a spot. Say every time you came back, I brought you right back in and you did your thing." So I was like, "You know what? Cool." I went. Played in Atlanta right before the All-Star break. And I remember Rudy walking up to me and said, look, you could play right now. And then it's, it's probably going to push towards the second 10-day because we're going to go on All-Star break. Or you can wait and just come back after the All-Star break. I was like, nah, I want to play now. Like, let me play now. Yeah. Let me get I play in that now. game against Atlanta. Play about a couple of minutes. Play well. He was like, look, we're getting the second day, the 10 day, the second 10-day setup. He said, you get through this 10-day, you guaranteed for the rest of the year. We on the West Coast. We playing the Clippers, the Lakers, in Sacramento. Uh, maybe Sacramento. Yep, yeah, maybe Sacramento. It was either Utah or Sacramento. I just don't remember which one it was. Got it. But it was those three, three of those four teams. And before the game, Rudy told me, "Look, he said you got X amount of days. We got like three or four games. He said if you prove to him you can, you ready, and we'll get the deal done." We played the Lakers in that first game. I had like seventeen. <laughs> Everything was good. Got back to the bus. Rudy had my contract. Killer. Like you guaranteed for the rest of the year. He said, but we're going to set your contract up so you ain't got to worry about this year and you get to next year. So you got to get to January and make the team. Say, give you a chance to, you know, solidify yourself and, you know, become an NBA player officially, man. That was my first guarantee right That's there. That's what's up. <laughs> That's my first guarantee. That's, <laughs> That's the first time, baby. Hey. You know how to bust, yes, you know how to bust me in the tunnel, right? right yeah, you know how to yeah. bust me in the tunnel. He walked on the bus, said, Mooch, come here for a minute. Let me talk to you. Man, he told me that BD, I had to walk down a little bit, down the ramp a little oh, bit, just man, so I already. could scream and have a moment, <laughs> man. I was like, amazing, I can't cry man. on the bus. Like, nah. I can't, you know, I can't let him see me cry. But yeah, that was my moment. And then, uh, Rockets gave me my first deal. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. And shout out to the Rockets, Rudy T. Uh, I would say, and I think you answered this, if you were to choose one person to help you become a point guard, you know, who would that be? And I think you answered it, right, GP. You all right, babe? Absolutely. No question. No question. Um, Each and eat, every, everything that I had going already, he just was like a mechanic in there, fine tuning everything, man. Like my crossover, how I could, how I should do this, how I should go about it. Like teaching me not to just go right at him with yeah. it. Like how to, you know, set the table and yeah. stuff like this. He's like, yeah, you can get it off every time, but shit, it's the NBA, man. Like once they figure out what the hell you doing, right? Like they gonna hone in on that. So he said, you gotta you gotta be like a surprise weapon. He said, you gotta like polish up your fundamentals and stuff like that. And that's when I really start. Working uh, on that. Focusing on my craft, man. Yeah. Started trying to be better at every a other aspects of the game. Love because it. I didn't realize, BD, I was breaking people off, but I was like, I don't think I'm passing that much. Because I was yeah. like, <laughs> everybody <laughs> I fry, I felt like I could score. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, but I crossed them over and got a layup. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but you shoot over there in the corner, and yeah. he ain't going to get no shot unless you get it for him. Yep. And I was like, huh? What that mean? He's like, no, nah, I could just get He was like, I could give it to him early. And he's like, what are you going to do with it? Pass it back. And yeah. I was like, damn. Because, you know, I had Dale Ellis, Percy yeah. Hawkins, and Detlef. 
Yeah, so, they was just want to shoot. At that point, they vexed. Hey, they just want to hey, shoot threes. That's all they wanted to do. They don't want to get hurt. They want to shoot threes, nope. get a couple easy layups. That's it. Yes. Hell yeah. And then that's why I say when I got to the Rockets, I was already groomed into doing that. I just wasn't sure if I was going to be able because you know Steve out there getting his his his, Steve his hood on. There. He, hey, he Steve, knew who I knew him to be because hey, he came. Steve came behind me. Okay, so Steve Steve is younger than you. Steve is younger than me. BD, I'm 48. That's crazy, dog. I'm 48. So Steve is the young. Yeah, 40? yeah, 42. 42. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years BD. old on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My boy, I'm 30 years old, ladies and gentlemen. You 30. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so yeah. talk, talk about yeah. Steve. Talk about Steve because, like, here it is, like, the little homie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And, like, like, I know what I was watching. Like, what was it like, you know what I mean, with the Rockets, you and Steve and Catino? You know what I mean? Talk about, like, that bond y'all had. What was your mentality going out there? What was you watching at Steve? You know what I mean? Like, y'all chemistry, y'all had some color. Y'all was the first small ball for real. Man. I we had I just had to talk about it at this cigar shop. I swear. Look, you see, I'm sitting right here. Trying yeah, to go, ahead, cigar, go right? ahead, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. Nah, it's raining. Didi is oh. raining, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't smoke in my car because my okay, kids yeah, got to yeah, get yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, you got a nice one. But yeah, nice. but but yeah, you know I do always. Look, <laughs> the crazy thing is, is getting back to that is kind of what I grew up in. Small ball, like yeah. a bunch of guards and one dude that probably was about six four in the center in yeah, high school. Yeah. Like we. Ain't, we ain't had no 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 big guy no big like dudes. that. So yeah. we were always around the same size. But I watched Steve, man, you know, grow right behind me because his rival was my backcourt mate. Oh wow. That's the crazy thing about it. The dude that was hooping was my backcourt mate before I actually met Steve and realized like, oh, this this dude right here. I was like, He different. I told my boys like, hey, you sick, but that dude over there. Yeah, he different. I was like, he got it, and he got that finishing. Yeah, he do. Because I was like, when I first met Steve, it was an AAU game, man. And I'll never forget his brother running up to me because we ain't had five people. He's like, man, just let him play. Just let him play. And I was like, man, he like 14 or something. Like, wait, man, let him play. Let him play. I was like, fine. Just play so we ain't got a forfeit. So now we playing the game, and he running all over the place and yeah. jumping all around the place. But I'm like, well, what did that do? Calm down. I said, dude, if I come down, we came down on the break, BD. Uh-huh. And I was running. I was setting the table. So I, you know, looked him off and dropped the little dime. He jumped. And I was like, dude, just catch the ball, lay it up. His brother walked over while we was coming to the sideline like, hey, just throw the ball up. I was like, wow. for what? He's like, trust me, just throw the ball up. I was like, I'm going to get him one just because I wanted to see it. Be yeah. So I made it my, you know, my thing. Yo, miss I'm going to yeah. get one of these steals and I'm going to wait for him and bring him with me. BD, I swear to God, I stole that thing. Got down the transition, just flipped that thing over my head, BD. 14 and the dude Steve. went up off two feet to go jump, you know, two-handed. Yeah. And it went behind him. And somehow he torqued in the air and turned sideways and grabbed that ball. And after that, we was best buds. <laughs> Backcourt, man. Been, there we go. Hey, I've been dragging him along ever since, man. Hey, hey. I've been watching that boy ever since, but that that atmosphere that Rudy created was be, when I got there. We had Shannon Anderson and we had Walt Williams, and you know, yeah. get down into that end of the game situations. Rudy started looking at it like, you know, back then you couldn't zone up. 
Yeah. So in his mind, it was like, I can have a guy right here and a guy right there and a yeah. guy right there. Like, you got to guard yeah, one of four, them. Yeah, four out. And, man, and that right there, it got me in the game. Because once he, you know, Steve and Catino already had that reputation. So when they was able to defer to me and get me in those mismatches with those man. bigs, man, that's that's how I made my way right there. Man, one like of That the, small man. ball was off and running. One of the greatest backup point guards to ever play this game. My dog, I appreciate it. Mucci Norris. If you were to build your perfect point guard out of current mm. and former players, what skills you have five? What skills are you giving them and whose skills are you giving them? My per oh goodness. Okay, let me let me say this first, because I want to make sure it's clear. Like, okay. you know, it's like Westbrook now, right? Yeah. And it's like you and Steve was before that to me. Yeah. The original athletic point guards that could do it, whatever, finish around the rim. Like, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, that moment. So if I was to put them together, I want to have, I'm just going to tell you my players and you tell me what my guard looked like. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I got him. I got <laughs> Jason Kidd. Yep. Yep. Gary Payton. Yep. Tim Hardaway. Wow. Uh John Stockton. Uh. And I'm 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 still weighing on my Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas. Oh. And I'm my reason being I probably go Isaiah because I like the guys that was in front of me. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'm an old school guy. So yep. I know those guys pay the way. That's, pay. Where my, yeah. that's where my love lies. Yeah, my love lies to those guys that was before me. Yeah, that's big. So I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really have the Kyrie's and the, like those. These guys are unbelievable. But yeah, I was going. That my was my, eyes, that was my next question. Who are your favorite in these new guys, uh, the new point guys of the NBA? Mm -hmm. Um. I'm still just a Chris Paul fan, diehard, because yeah. I had a chance to witness that close up. And um, when I was in New Orleans for his rookie year. Yeah. Um, so he would be my number one. And now I go Kyrie, Steph Curry, and leave it at that. Yeah. They yeah. are hey, special. Yeah. And you know they, what I mean? When, special, and, 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 I, and, I know, and I know what you mean, because when you think about those guards, it's like, they are point gods and they all, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so like, yeah, really like to master the craft and ladies and gentlemen out there, when you listen to these point gods, it's like, they want people to master the craft, right? Mm -hmm. You're looking at Steph mm -hmm. as a shooter, but Moochie is looking at Steph, how he curl people, how he gets space, his dimes, you know what I mean? And so, you know, similar to Chris Paul, his leadership, his dimes, and his get to it. Kyrie, the fact that he can just, God damn it, just get out the way. Go one get shake. it whenever. <laughs> Go get it whenever. One shake, you feel me? One shake. I, I told him say it should be always my time. Yeah. I mean, always. Real shit. And see, that's why I think that's why that question you asked me about the guys, they don't have the the, the the players of this age in because when you look at all the point guards of this era, other than Chris Paul, yeah, 
None of them have led the league in assists. Oh, I'm I'm forgetting one guy only because I picked Stockton first. Steve Nash. Like, yes, absolutely. Like those two guys. Yeah. Like when I think of that that moment, Chris Paul, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd. Like yeah. those guys fit more of my description when I play. Yeah, absolutely. Because setting the table for all those guys, then being able to go get yours was what it was about back then or when you had to. Like, and my situation was totally different than anybody's because I don't, I got the ball a lot when the shot clock was going down because they knew I could create something and yeah. get something. Yeah, for sure. As opposed to a play ever really being before me unless we was just in a pick and roll or something like that. Yeah. But these new guys, they put the ball in a hole more and it's a different, you it's know, a different the scoring has yeah. went up. It's more. It's fifty threes a game. Yeah, it's, it's a like di- it's a different and a game when I play. It's a different like ass. 85, 90 points. Right, it's a different ass and a different responsibility, and that's why I say I never like you know to compare eras because Mm-mm. every point guard in a different era was asked to come up and to do something different to pave the way something for the modern something day point different. guard for you know and the value. You know what I mean? Mm. And the value. Because over the history of the game, the value of the big man has held high esteem for decades. Yeah. And oh, then, forever. And then forever. come along Jason Kidd's, the GPs, Steve Nash, the Stockton's before that, Isaiah cracking the mold before that, you know, Walt Fred. You know, we start going down the history and the list of mm-hmm. this is why this show to me is important because you got to know who came before you in order to mm-hmm. know who you can be, who you want to be, and who you should emulate. You know what I mean? Yep. And yep. And I would say for you, just kind of wrapping this up, <clears throat> if there's advice that you can give to the agent, <clears throat> the business manager, you know, the uh, venture person, right, the painter, the artist, if there is advice right of what it means and what that point god trait that you have that will translate anywhere right mm-hmm. can you relate that to coming off the bench your journey right and what that means as we give our last bit of advice to all our young point gods our future point gods out there that are trying to get it out the mud? Um, if I was going to say, I mean, not so much as anything, but just a brief little moment, I would just say, like you said, the, the first and foremost, master the craft, master the craft, become as um, good in every aspect of the game as you possibly can from the, the creativity, from the imagination part, from the understanding uh, each and every player, because that was the biggest thing uh, I learned coming up is understanding the guys you play with your team what he's good at where he needs the ball um when he needs the ball what's a good play at this time like just understanding like being a coach on the floor being that leader um being that respectful guy that voice um i think these are all the the qualities you need to actually be that be that um that point guard uh, you got, you know, the, the, uh, it's like the quarterback in football. Everybody's looking to him to see what's going on. Like mm-hmm. you have to be that same person in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you don't know. Oh, you got to be over there. You got to be over there. All this while handling the rock, getting through defense, cutting, you know, 
getting through the lane, like putting yeah. people in the right places. And at the same time, you know, coming up to court, coach, what, what, which one run right here? Which one? I got one there, man. I got something, you know, yeah. having that, um, that trust. Like that's one thing I watch. I ain't lying. I remember playing against you and I'm like, did he ever call, tell you to call a certain play or did you just script <laughs> that yourself? Cause I was like, it was a couple of plays you ran off a couple of buckets, but then you came down and eased up and was like, let me get let me get Dave a shot. Let me get him one. Let me drop yeah. him one right here. Yeah. Like you was manipulating the game all while still being, you know, in control of the environment. And yeah. I think that's one of those qualities. The main quality, I think, is the the point guard has to be able to run the show. Yeah. If I can put it any simple. He has to be able to run the show. He needs to know everything, every play, everything coach wants and all that. And I think that's what sets you up to become that player, uh, even in today's game. Like these Damon Lillard, these guys have manipulated how this position is being played. Right. West uh, Brook, like you yeah. know, it, they they've changed the point Pioneers. guard. Um, um, the the way it's now, I don't want to say the, the mentality, but the way it's played at this time, just based on scoring going up yep. and you know yeah, pushing the, the game into another level. Absolutely, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the ringleader. Mr. Shake, <laughs> Hezzy, hands up, Mr. Wiggle, right? We got somebody. We got a few of uh, 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 people who 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 could wiggle, but can't nobody wiggle and shake and bake like my dog, Moochie Norris. <laughs> he got it out the mud. Washington D.C. Stand up. Be proud. I'm proud to call you a friend. I'm proud to call you somebody that I just always fuck with. You know what I mean? You brought a a, a great deal amount of fun and energy. And I looked at you and I said, man, I need to translate my anger into that type of joy (laughs) and that type of fun, baby. (laughs) So when you think of loving the game and what the game of basketball can do for you, it can fill voids. It can create space. It can fill space. It can be a comforter. It could be that bait that you have to send back into the water just to reel it in to figure out, are there different fish? Is there another fish for me? Mm-hmm. Moochie Norris, I appreciate you. Our people appreciate you letting, you letting us fish with you. This has been another episode of the Point God Podcast. I'm your host, Baron Davis, a.k.a. B. Diddy, a.k.a. Boom Dizzle. This is Slick on iHeartMedia. Tapping with y'all again. I know y'all like this. What's up? It's Moochie Norris. Catch my episode of The Point Guard with my man DD. Salute. Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.